This week on the BAMFCAST, it's fighter jets versus race cars, and no matter who wins, we all lose. One car, we're in. Alright, and welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, hey BAMFCAST. Episode 81. Oh my god. Holy god, 81. How do we do this week in and week out? Well, not every week. Mostly. Three Most weeks every- in and one week out. <laughs> Three, four, seven months. How do we do it? So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. And I'm the beach. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamfcast is we fuel up on bad movies. We hit the open God road. <laughs> and we come in here and we shoot that sucker down before it reaches the end. And we talk about it and we rate it. And it gets one, two, five jocks if it's a good bad movie, an enjoyable bad movie after robot jocks, or it gets one, two, five bags in a negative sense, as in douchebags after Twilight. All right. All right. So we this usually we was usually, a movie. Yeah, we usually go right into a plot summary, but uh we're gonna go and explain our, our, our future future plans for the next few episodes that we alluded to last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh this is episode eighty one. And we realized maybe we should have started with last episode, but no, whatever. Because the 70s didn't end. True, true. Okay, fair enough. Until so, they were in the 80s. What we're going to do is because we, we love this, we love the decade of the 80s, that while we're in the 80s of episodes, we're going to watch a movie from the year of the episode number. So Right up through the golden age of movies. Yep. Ending in 1990, probably. So Maybe Ending 91. in never. Yeah. Ending in 2012. <laughs> well, yes. However it'll long def- it, however it'll definitely long be it takes ended us by get, then, because we'll all be ended. However long it takes us to get to there. Yeah, well, we survived one end of the world. Yeah. So. Yes. We're awesome. Yeah. So, anyway, 1981 brought us The Last Chase, which is an amazing poster, I gotta oh say. Oh, my God. This, it's one of the best posters in the this world. This poster is fucking incredible. However... Yeah. However, let's get a plot summary out of the way, and then we'll tell you how not incredible this movie is. It is the future. Evil fascists have forced everyone to recycle and drive electric cars and have oppressed all those poor people who want to drive Ferraris and smoke cigarettes. Hero Lee Majors, an ex-racing car driver, decides to make a statement by pulling out his old race car and driving cross-country at 150 miles per hour. He siphons gas from old gas station pumps. Taking along a young computer hacker, he drives for the Holy Land, the free state of California. Of course, the powers that be to try to eliminate him by hiring Burgess Meredith to shoot him down with a fighter jet, which, too, are virtually extinct. Short as, short as That was a long-ass plot long synopsis. synopsis. I don't think we have to talk about the movie now. We should have just said Lee Majors in a fucking car, Burgess Meredith in a fucking fighter jet. I don't get a lot of choices when it comes to movies that aren't out on DVD. So there's your first warning. Not that we're going to recommend that you seek this one out, but if you're a completionist, it's <laughs> For, VHS only. And if you're really trying to find all the movies that we've watched, <laughs> we've done. damn. Wow. So Good luck. Yeah, so this is The Last Chase, starring Lee Majors and Burgess Meredith and some a couple other people that... Are inconsequential. And nobody else we care about. Yeah. But yeah, so, so when you look at this one on paper, holy crap. Looks awesome. Holy crap. It's the lone race car of the apocalypse versus the lone jet of the apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. And this this is one of those, like, way back when we talked about movies that deserve to be remade. Mm-hmm. This one... Yes. ...needs... Deserves to be remade. A thousand times yes. Yes. Because that premise rules... It kind of does. I w- I could re- I could see replacing the race car with like some badass like Hummer type thing. Yeah, just or because just what, yeah, it's no, just survive. Oh, oh, oh no no just just, be, just because of the fact of like it's like fuck you we're burning gas. You know, I mean, <laughs> true. Race cars burn more gas than fucking Hummers. I know, but it's just except the, for the, that the picture Audi. that they paint. You know, nowadays is that we yeah. we think gas guzzlers, we think Hummers. So mm-hmm. yeah, but. Plus, you can actually it's, have dialogue while they're in the car instead of... Yeah, because yeah, it's an open top, yeah. like a modified Porsche Spider racer type thing. Yeah, it's I mean, basically it's, like a Formula One racer. Yeah. yeah. Well, not even that. It's like a whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Can-Am something? I don't know. Yes. It's a race car. It's a... From, ding, the, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. from the very early 80s. Actually, probably it was probably like mid-70s, but either way. Sure. It's a car. It's a car. And he drives it. Because there are no other cars. Uh-huh. He's actually hidden it in his basement. In B, 
underneath his garage, he has buried it yep. in pieces. Yeah, so the setup for this, and which takes entirely too long, as most things do in this movie, Ugh. is that it's current day, and apparently there's some sort of plague uh, that's never really explained, but it kills a lot of the population. And it's Inc- somehow... Is it somehow tied that- to them running out of gas? I, I don't no, know. No, it isn't. I appreciate that they just kind of... Yeah, the like, loss over that, and just like it, yeah. it fucking happened. Bunch to deal of fuckers with it. died, well, including yeah. his wife right. and child, and yeah, and then it, they're like, "Hey, that was twenty years ago." Yeah, it's like it kind of his hair kind of comes a little bit more shaggy, and he puts on some kind of old man sunglasses, and suddenly he's supposed to be twenty years older. I guess mm-hmm. Lee Majors does not age. No, just uh-huh. so you know, he doesn't really. Apparently, they did a. Um, there was another movie made in nineteen eighty one that was pretty much the same deal called Firebird 2015 AD. Wow. Yeah, I Man, think we, we should have watched, that watched Firebird 2015 <laughs> It also featured AD. it also featured uh George Tuliatos. Oh, I thought you were going to say it also featured Burgess Meredith. No, well, no is that only. the the smarmy director guy or whatever? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Hawkins. Um, yeah, is sure, his name. Sure. Yeah, but ba- basically the whole setup is it's like it's totalitarian society, everyone's monitored. Nobody can go anywhere they don't want them to go, and they have, nobody has any freedoms. They have video cameras fucking everywhere. everywhere, which is just like it is nowadays, and their computers can access almost, nah, not really, like it is in the UK, I guess, nowadays. Mm. Um, <laughs> They're so oppressed over there. They are. Well, I was just talking about the video cameras, but they oh, are okay. oppressed. Yes. Um, they are an oppressed peoples. We need to liberate them. Um <laughs> That'd be a twist. <laughs> yes. But it's, uh, we're back. They can also um like access any of these video cameras at any time from their secret government headquarters, which is pretty awesome. With their badass like swivel yeah. pit desk. Yeah. yeah, and they're in a giant like it's like a giant planetarium almost, but except the their indentations in the domes, so it almost doesn't work. Yeah, but it's it's weird. It's pretty awesome. I mean, it's, it's a pretty it's, awesome room with a giant screen, but it's like you know what? You could have had like screens going all the way around. Yeah, but you know, technology. Well, there's also a, that large desk. I mean, because it, it kind of looks like the like the president's war room kind of thing. Uh-huh. But there's people always sitting around the desk that are mm-hmm. never in the movie any other time. There's always a bunch of people sitting around the desk, and you only ever really get close ups of three of them. There's yeah, three people point. in that room that you see. Yeah. There's Hawkins, the the very low-key, like, F, not FBI, but he's, like, higher up in the government type thing. Sure. There's the one chick that kind of harasses Lee Majors early on. Who's yeah. Just, and then just kind of disappears. She yeah, just kind of goes into the background. Mean. Yeah. It's weird. She just, like, revels in knocking down Lee Majors. Yeah. And he's like, I'm Lee Majors. You get out of my face, whore. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, and, and then the one guy who's kind of like running the, running he's, the computers and the all computer that. Guy. Where, yeah, he's the one that gets yelled at all the time. Of fix it, I don't yeah. care how. <laughs> Open Just a push, socket, push buttons. Damn yeah. it, Chloe. Yeah, yeah. So you've got all these people, and then you've got the one kid who apparently is just kind of like he's this rebellious kid at some kind of private school. Which I'll say. As far as kids go, he did not ruin the movie. He did not ruin the movie. The movie itself moved, ruined but the movie. He wasn't. But. He was less a kid. He was more like a high school age. Yeah, that's true. You but, know, so he wasn't like he was old enough to kind of know to tone it down. Yeah, to how to act somewhat. Sure, or at least to not draw attention to himself as a. He knew how to make peace. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is that his name? Yes. I hate you. Anyway, yeah. So. They establish the kid at the school. He's bullied. He's picked on, but he's also running, like, hacking into the government computer. Mm-hmm. And apparently making explosives just because that's fun. Yeah. Just because he's an anarchist man. Sure. He has yeah. a cookbook. Yep. So Lee Majors, his job, since he is he can no longer race cars, his job is basically to talk to students that oh, come to some general, kind of institute, yeah, about the wonders of public transit and how awesome it is. And yeah, I gather. Why does he, he have to talk about the wonders of public transit if it's fucking mandatory? I don't know. It's it doesn't make any sense, but that's his job. So of course, eventually, he's like, he can't take it anymore. So he starts telling the kids how awesome it is to drive two hundred miles an hour <laughs> in a car. It's totally bitching, kids. Yeah. You should totally try it. If you knew, if you had any concept what a car was. Yeah. I totally suggest you try one. Yeah, so they uh 
So that's that's the setup. The one and the kid it happens to be in one of the classes. And Next week he's going to the kindergarten and he's going to go like, kids, if you had any idea what sex was, <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally yeah. it's totally awesome. It rules. <laughs> it rules. Have as much of it as possible. I know you have no idea what I'm talking about. Go back to finger painting, but yeah. you know, finger what? Painting. Oh. Painting. Oh, okay. <sighs> anyway, <sighs> so that's your setup. The kid suddenly just shows up at Lee Majors' house in the middle of the night, basically. Lee Majors almost kills him, then realizes, hey, you're just a kid. What the hell? And then the cops are like, we're looking for this kid. And then he's assembled the car in his garage, decides, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's get the hell out of here. Let's go to California. California. Yeah. And oh, he ends up having to take the kid along city because the kid has wired the door, like the garage door shut. Like it won't open. Sure. Like, like the kid is like, like this nebulous genius type thing. Like if, if they need to rig up a radio antenna, he's your man. His electronics and, whiz. He was jamming the government super computery room thing. Yeah. He's just your all purpose get out of awesome hacker. Get kid. out of government free card. <laughs> totally had a subscription to Popular Mechanics. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And he's all and he said he in his backpack he had his chemicals with him. So that's how they explain how he mm. can create explosives and such. His chemicals. <laughs> yep. That guy's so a, this he, was actually just a drug fueled nightmare. He's, a, <laughs> he's, he's actually at one fear, point it seemed like it. There's <laughs> actually fear and loathing. Um <laughs> In California. Fear and loathing in California, yeah. Fear and loathing in 1984. Well, this kid's actually a future supervillain. I mean, he just has it. Yeah, kind of. Pretty much everything in it to be one of those. Yeah, he does have the origin story like Except that. he stays on the good path. Okay. Yeah. Right? Good thing Maybe. Lee Majors had a two-seat race car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that the kid has mm-hmm. to tag along. We didn't have to. Well, could have killed the kid. Yeah, he could have. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of times, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they hit the road. Yep. And the government flips the hell out. They don't like that. There's a car on the goddamn road. Yeah. Get or, it or off. Norm- normally, Chill Hawkins eventually has to explain to... And, and, of course, this is why they recruit Burgess Meredith out of retirement. He's like an old fighter pilot. and I guess he's the only fighter pilot left in the world, or... He's just the best. Or was. Yeah, something like okay. that. Because they, they, you know, they've established that this is probably... At least in the 2000s. Well, they say it's 20 years past whenever yeah. this happened, which you have to assume this is probably a 2001 scenario. Yeah. Because of, like I mean, that. 1981. But the way the whole government comes off in this is kind of like somebody read 1984, but didn't quite understand why everything that the government in that book was doing was bad. So they're just kind of like this nebulous, oh, anybody does anything we don't want, then we're evil and they need to be stopped. And uh, they explain cost. the whole utopian society that kinda, the guy kind of goes, freaks out and is, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, the problem with this movie is it takes forever to get anywhere. And it's just, it's, <laughs> it still never goes anywhere. It's that pacing that we've grown out of, you know, I mean, everyone says everyone's ADD these days and people can't handle anything slow paced, but this is like freaking glacially paced. I mean, it's it, terrible. It takes forever for anything to happen. And like, they just have such long shots of them just driving around on a road or the plane that what's it, that Burgess Meredith is flying around, taking off or landing. It's like, I don't know. It's was like it they had 91 to hit, minutes. It was uh, an hour and 41 minutes. Ah, yeah. But yep. it felt one. It felt over two hours. Ah, it, it was felt way too long, long for this movie. It needed to be about 80 yeah, because really... Actually, you could get this movie done in 75, I think. Easily. Yeah, because really, once they hit the road, what are they... Let's let's just tick off how they stop. There's They get stuck in the middle of a forest for whatever reason. They left the road, which... Why? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, so they get stuck in the forest. They have to stop because there's a roadblock in which they re-rig the satellite dish that's transmitting messages and also... Um, blow up the Coke truck. Blow up a Coke, a truck full of Coke. Coke Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, sorry. Which spews Coke everywhere at everyone. Mm-hmm. And this apparently makes the army freak out and run away. Well, they don't know what it is. Yeah. It's it's a very foreign substance. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it turned to acid at that point. Right. <laughs> it was all well, just also, officially I mean, you know, a lot of So they got that. A lot of random explosions happening. Mm-hmm. They got that. There's something got, wrong with the cans. Um, what else did they have that, that they had to stop for? They get shot by Burgess Meredith's jet in like the least tense 
action sequence ever. And they have to stop just to stop a couple times, I think. They yeah. stop for gas. Yeah, that's right. They do stop for gas. Because that's how they explain also that, you know, their little plot saving devices is the Hawkins says they're never going to run out of gas. Every gas station has about two inches worth of gas on the bottom that can be pumped out manually. It's full of dirt and rust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, after 20 years. And it's like you would, you know, they can dig those up. They would have dug those up after 20 years, but, you know. Eh. Mm-hmm. We don't like to think about that sort of stuff. Nah. But yeah, so that's how they explain that they have gas and that they're not going to run out because obviously running, driving a race car around isn't going to get you far. No, not really. Yeah, but... It's yeah, just, that's it. That's just about enough plot, really. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> just weird. It's like the geography of stuff in this movie is terrible. Yeah. Well, in time, day, things, you know, like they bust out of their garage and then all of a sudden they're driving and it's daytime. It's like, oh, I guess some time happened. Because everyone gave up. But then... They also established that they're going about 150 miles an hour, and never seems still, like they're going that fast. Well, I'm just saying they're still in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I, I mean, I know Pennsylvania is a pretty big state, but they're going that fast all night. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's very poorly established. The whole they filmed it all in Canada, so it looks nothing like the United States. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so well, it terribly all looks far like away. The, it all looks like fucking. Looks like Canada. the Northwest is what it looks like. Yeah, Canada. Yeah, Canada, that's it. Sure. But, but yeah, I mean, they're just... <laughs> that's what Canada looks like. Mountains You know, I mean, when the, yeah. well, the first time you finally get, all right, Jet's going to take on the plane, or Jet's going to take on the race car. And he just kind of, I don't know, it's like he flies over them once, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's guys sitting in that little computer terminal area. And they're watching going, the little long going, asteroid Oh, God, screen. he's 5,000 feet away. Now he's 4,000 feet away. Now he's 3,000 feet away. And it kind of cuts back and forth, but not, yeah, I mean, but it, it, they lose a lot of the tension they could have created It's just one of those there. things where they try and do stuff in editing because they couldn't get the, you know, they couldn't get the shots they wanted with a right. plane trying to fly well, over a race car. And what's sad is there was a better example of that even in like Giant Shark versus Mega Octopus, whatever. Mega Shark, Mega versus, shark yeah, versus Giant whatever, Octopus. Yeah, whatever. The other way around. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they, they did that better. I mean, at least... They weren't really showing you anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's five hundred feet away, closing. <laughs> at least, just at least freak out a little bit. So it shows some kind of emotion. I just, yeah, it's uh, just you get the feeling it's, it's just it was just made by people who didn't know how to do it. Yeah, or they just tried to do it a couple times where the plane flew by at a certain angle and they're like, oh, fuck, this just isn't working. The hell do we do now? <laughs> yeah, no, just, probably didn't have the budget the, just to keep shoot the footage. Yeah. yeah, they probably ran out of money. Yeah, but in a nutshell, to wrap up the plot, because there's not much left. I mean, it's a lot of stop. Oh, I got shot. Yeah. Let's go hang well, out. Well, they with, stop at the Indian reservation. Yeah. Let's go hang out the with the Indians is. and Doctor Quim. Oh <laughs> <Yeah>. snap! <laughs> uh, Very cute. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, the, um, but yeah, it's like it's all they finally. God, the showdown is. That they turn on this super laser. Well, there's only one. Yeah, yeah. yeah the it's one like super little, laser that they built. One laser that can that zap. apparently has pretty like, awesome laser. Apparently right? has like a thousand, two thousand foot range, so it's not very super. I don't know what yeah. you. I don't know what. I mean, you, well, the, they blow the, up a lot of cacti with well, that. Yeah, thing yeah. I'm just saying it does that, a really good job of yeah, blowing up the, the cacti. Their quick explanation that it's you know for the conflict with Russia. You know, actually, it was for you know Russia. Russia. Yeah, but I'm saying, what the fuck was the point? They had to be like right on top of this thing. What what was that stopping? Maybe that so, was their test laser. So Russia can't blow up this patch of desert. Mate, like I said, maybe yeah. it was their, just their test laser. Okay, yeah, was... but anyway, that's the culmination. Is that they turn on this laser and the asshole dude in charge says, you know, he ha- he has a uh, you know Chloe is what I'm going to call him, the guy behind the computers who doesn't yeah, serve any other purpose. Chloe. Yeah, and he's like test it out, and this dude's really good at shooting cactus and does it a bunch of times. And then he's like, okay, turn it on auto targeting and give me the key. And he, of course he's like, but sir, that means it'll shoot anything that's in motion anywhere near it. And he's like, exactly. I'm an asshole. So he gets the key and they're basically just waiting for the car and Burgess Meredith, whomever to show up and just get fried by the laser. So yeah. Burgess Meredith is of course, closer and flying around and the laser takes some pop shots at him so he's like those bastards they turn on the laser and of course that's when they decide to break the link where they have now basically gotten one-way communication where they can hear Burgess Meredith and he says I wasn't going to shoot you the whole time you keep going kid you know I was just messing with you this is the most fun I've ever had and then of course they lose communication so he can't say stop the laser's going to shoot you so 
he flies the plane into the laser, sacrifices mm-hmm. himself. They get all emotional, like guess, and then they keep driving, and they're at California. Yay! Credits, and everyone cheers. I, I just want to bitch about one thing real quick oh, okay. on this. I was going to jump back. More than just, one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just about that scene yeah, yeah. Okay. right just there. Um, Burgess Meredith, uh, fighter pilot dude, uh-huh. uh huh, uses his. He's got guns, right? right he's got right. guns on the plane. Mm-hmm. He uses them twice. Like the first time, he shoots at the at the car, and he hits the dude accidentally. By the way, accidentally, yeah. right? Yeah. The second time, he shoots at the laser on his first pass at the laser, uh-huh. and he misses. I don't understand why he doesn't take another pass at the laser. Like when he's flying out at the second time, he just flies, just, just flies into it. Yeah. Well, he also dumps his fuel tanks trying to get their attention to say, stop, yeah. laser's going to fucking shoot you. Which is actually not the worst idea. Yeah, but why not go ahead and give it a shot and dump it on the laser? You know? Yeah, that's, yeah. that it, was kind of my feeling. You know. But it's it's that typical movie. Because he was an hero. ace with those fuel tanks. It's well, yeah. that movie hero sacrifice. Yeah, it is. You know, I even guess. when it's a pointless sacrifice. But they, but they could Usually have gotten, that's the more heroic it is when the more pointless it is. They could have gotten a, 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 a jet to free California. <laughs> a jet yeah. and a car. Good point there, too. Dude. The new California Republic. Yeah. Republic California. And the whole time, also, there's like renegade radio broadcasts announcing sure. where the car has been mm-hmm. and whether it's made it. And just I like, kind of just like Vanishing Point. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's one of those cases where they like they're trying to make it like this is a much bigger thing than it is. But yeah. It's really not. Well, according, according to uh, Hawkins, it was a much bigger thing than... Uh, oh, everybody well, else but Hawkins thought it was. This is a symbol. It's a symbol of freedom and we can't This is important. Well, he, well this what, means is, what something. is the whole speech he had where he's like, we've got this nice, beautiful world and this guy's just defecating on the flowers yeah. in yeah. it. That was good. Because oh, yeah, that is I a phrase he used, right? The defecating on the flowers. On the delicate fr- flowers that are, you know. Peace and, peace and prosperity. Prosperity or, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. And he's jump, shitting all over hospitality. I want to jump back on a couple things. This movie starts with some promise, I'd like to say, because it, it just uh, just for a few minutes, though uh, it, I, it went on too long that it was so obvious that it was a product placement, but it was funny how they established. I, I just got a very road warrior type vibe from the very beginning where it's like, yeah. he comes driving up in the car, the car runs out of gas, he's on a racetrack, he goes walking up the pumps, the pumps are locked down. Apparently, some old mechanic dude is there, and he's like, "You're still around." I thought they confiscated all the cars, so he kind of does this nice little setup. And if I think they should have just left it like that, that's one of the cool things about maybe not Mad Max because Mad Max is kind of a separate movie from the other two in a weird sort of way. But mm-hmm. like Road Warrior, never really kind of explains why shit's as fucked up as it is. It just kind of is, and you accept that gas is yeah. extremely rare and water's rare, and you just kind of go from there. I think they should have just started in the. You know, with no flashback, none of that, and just jumped right into guy going from town to town with his race car for no reason, getting yeah. gassed. It just could have been. It could have been something very interesting. Why a remake of that? But what I was getting to is that there's that weird, you know, 2001 monolith shot of the Exxon gas pump mm-hmm. that just hangs and hangs while it's yep. playing this pseudo 2001 theme weirdness. Yeah, but yeah, it's. It does. It does have promise, and like I said, the premise is good. Yes, the premise is solid. They just. It just feels like they had no budget to do anything yeah. with it. So I brought up the bad two thousand one music. Should we just talk about the rest of the soundtrack for a second? Oh God, what the one song? They, well, two songs they use. Yeah. Every establishing shot uses that same. <laughs> We've heard it once or twice already. And then there's also the uh, the the whimsical flute for like one scene. Yeah. Well, that's for Burgess Meredith when you know because they keep showing him flying kites yeah. and stuff. Oh, oh, so, that whimsical flute. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's there's God. like three, there's like four musical cues in the whole movie, pretty much. That's about it. Yeah, it's. I I I don't even know what more we can say about this movie. Really, it's yeah. It was after that poster, and I was just like, I'm sold. Yes, completely sold. And and you, we saw some screenshots from it where, I think one was like was a, uh, Lee Majors just driving on the highway with the sunglasses on, looking sure. awesome. 
Sure. And I saw the kid in the car, and I was like, ooh, that could be a bad sign. <laughs> this could be bad. But then we got to the picture of Burgess Meredith chugging a flask in the jet cockpit, wearing the helmet, and we're like, okay, sold. <laughs> yes. Sold. We're watching this. That should have been, this This whole thing should have been so much more. It really should have. That's that's why I'm saying this is a prime candidate for remake the shit out of this. I think we need a remake with The Rock. I, I, which, which character does he play? All of them. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> so the Rock of One Man Show. It's like, you know, The Rock as. The Rock as. The Rock as. And The Rock <laughs> as. Yeah. The Rock. Yeah, but, man, I, I just, I, I don't even know where to go. I think we just need to rate it. Okay. Because it's. Yeah. It hurts. It's not great. <laughs> it's just, it's boring. It takes so long to get wherever it needs to go. Oh, someone else go first. BJ. Two bags. Two bags? Yes. I wanted to walk out because it just kept dragging on and on and on. But I couldn't let this be the movie I walked out on. Yeah. Because it wasn't that bad. It just wouldn't stop. Yeah, it's not painful, but it takes forever to get anywhere. And and that's the huge problem. Is it's just boring. And and the first I'd say it's a good half hour before he drives the car out, right? And yeah, then, and then he like drives that. the car out, and we're like, "Yeah, it's on now." And then he's just kind of <laughs> like, yeah. "Never really." No, it's and not. then he's just kind of like, "All right, now we're driving in the mountains." Driving Sweet, huh? Do, do, driving in the mountains. Yeah, and then I'm you're like, "All right, oh, Burgess Meredith's in the jet now. It's on." And then you're kind of like, "Oh, <sighs> wicked paint job on that jet, by the way." That we jet, that. that jet is an awesome looking fighter yeah. jet. Because it's like got black with like yellow, black and yellow, yellow and red, red. striping. It looks pretty sweet. But yeah, I'm I'm with BJ. It's a two bagger, which to me is almost worse than being like a five bagger. Yeah, because that shows that it actually has some promise, and yeah. it's it's not quite it's not quite terrible. But, but you know, it, yeah. it, it's like uh, the Onion, the AV Club. They always say like like a D minus. Or a D is like a worse rating than, than just a, getting a flat out F because right. it's like there's enough that it's not completely irredeemable, but right. that's almost worse because it's like yeah, it, this actually squandered something that could have been good, which is exactly Precisely. what this movie is. Right? Yeah. Because I, I think one of my favorite subgenres of movies is dystopian future, post apocalyptic things mm-hmm. like that, and so I, I, I find myself more forgiving towards them. Like, because I'm, this is one of the first movies I actually would like to sit at like a zero because I didn't hate it and I didn't love it. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's like there's little bits that I like and then there's just drag, 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 drag. (sighs) But I've got to be decisive. So I think I've got to go down to one bag. Okay. Um, One bag. Because like. It's a bad zone to be in. Yeah. I just, it's so close to being minorly redeemable that it could get a jocks like. It'd be like a squeaker of an Ajax. Yeah. But yeah, this is like the closest I've ever wanted to be like true neutral of, wow, I really like this concept and I like how that guy freaks out and Burgess Meredith is kind of cool here and Lee and there. Majors is always awesome. Yeah, he's just kind of... He's, he's just Lee Major. There. Yeah. <laughs> he's Lee Majors, but he's like... His narration is good. Yeah. The scene where he gets to talk again about what happened to his family. Yeah, and he gets the bone to the chick for like no reason. I, I yeah. think I made my joke. I said Dr. Quim, but you know, yeah. she, just, mm-hmm. she just shows up and is like, yeah, we've been living with the Indians. It's really groovy, but you know, if you're going to bring trouble, you got to get out of here. And he's like, right, that's cool. Let's fuck. Yep. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And that's well, pretty much Well, what they, have this, they have this dance out of nowhere. And all of a sudden they're like, they're on this Indian reservation. And the only thing they've established is like, it's her, her son and her father, I guess. Like the only white people we've seen on this place, and then suddenly they're in the in like a goddamn honky tonk in the Death Star. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's bizarre. It's like there are suddenly no Native American people whatsoever. <laughs> it's all white folks. Yep. And, yeah, it's like they just went down the street and they're like, "Where's the nearest honky tonk?" All right, bring the camera and bring the two lead actors. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. So anyway, yeah, whatever. Just, yeah, I can't yeah. recommend this one. If you, Especially considering no. we had to track it down. Yeah, if if you're like one of those, VHS only. yeah, if you're one of those completionists, just you know, as always, yeah. if you need to know and you don't know, well, but, we'll definitely tell you how to get this. Yeah, one. What we'll say is this is not like Dracula. Like you're gonna look at the poster and you're gonna be like, how could that not be good? Yeah, and we're here to tell you, like, no, <laughs> there are many ways it could not be good. Yeah. And it's not like Dracula three thousand where it's bad, but a watchable bad. Right. It's like this a is funny bad. Yeah. Yeah. This is. This is just. This was dead silence. 
Yes. Bad. Other than occasional. <laughs> anyway. All right. We have things to do in the second half. We do. We'll figure them out when we get yep. there. <laughs> we'll be back with We them. always do. Welcome back. Hey, hey, to the Bamfcast. Second half of the Bamfcast. Number two. Second half. Two. How about that? Half two. Half two. Half two. So, so we should start things off if we have a voicemail. So let's let's do that. Yes, we, have we do voicemail. have a voicemail. Yeah, I know who it's from. Do you? I think yeah. is it because I played it for you earlier? Maybe. What? <laughs> no. 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 Who could it's it be? Because I I know. Hey guys, I know I've made myself known on the Facebook page. And on your website, but this is Amy. I'm the mystery girl who called and recommended that you review Totally Blonde. Since people who actually listen to me, I like to talk to them and give them more ideas. I have another movie, and unlike Totally Blonde, where I pretend like I like it to irritate my friends, this is a movie I actually will admit is pretty horrible. It is called Death Tunnel, and I have been to Waverly Hills, the haunted tuberculosis hospital, and I love it. And this movie was filmed there, and I know some people that have tried to make another horror movie there, and the owners refused to let anyone else shoot movies there because this movie is so god-awful. I own it, and I've watched it a whole lot of times, definitely in the double digits, and I still really don't understand what's happening. So I highly recommend the horror movie, Death Tunnel, and it's really only a horror movie because it's horrible. And um, you should watch it. Thank you so much for reviewing Totally Blonde and for continuing to be awesome. You guys have a great night. Thanks. Amy out. Yeah. <laughs> I will always continue to be awesome. Just so everybody knows. Um, I never stopped from the moment I was conceived. Yeah. Death Tone. I've been awesome point, ever since. 2.7 on IMDb. Wow. Looks, I don't recognize anybody in this movie. No. Not a soul. I don't recognize anybody associated with this movie. Man. A little yeah. bunch of crappy horror. Gotta love it. 3,253 votes, 146 reviews. Man. Yeah, so it's... Death Tunnel it's, has an audience. That's almost as big as the Banffcast audience. Yeah, it's... That's a lot of people seen Death Tunnel. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a we'll stinker. We'll get to that, but it's gonna be a while. Yeah, because we we're on a crazy train yep. now. Yeah, we've got at least 24 episodes till we get to that one. That's a lot. <laughs> Holy God. Well, I mean, we if, put it in those terms. If we keep going through the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. No, 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 no. no. We're just, we're not, this is for the golden age. Aww. At most, we're, we're going up to like 92. I don't want to have to do Damn like 96, it. 97. No. <laughs> See, we could probably squeeze You're in. Reminisce like, um, about Lost in Space. Like, uh, what's like, that? Well, no, never mind. Reminisce okay. about Eraser. Uh, that Tyrannosaurus Rex movie with Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, oh, something. God. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but yeah, that horrifying Barney type thing. Yes, I want to see that so badly. Why can't I think of the name? What Come is on. it? It's something Rex. Damn it! What well, is? Of course, it? it's something Rex. Oedipus. <laughs> no, <laughs> it turns horribly bad at halfway through the movie. Whoopi, you're my mother, and I love you. I'm tiny arms. Is it '94? Theodore Rex, 1995. Man. Yeah. So we'll jump right on top of that. Yeah. So um, Death Tunnel. Death it, Tunnel. It's not looking so good so far. <laughs> Amy. <laughs> um, so uh I don't know. I, I can't tell you yes. Eventually. We love or you because we'll, you're or a we'll fan. forget about it by the time we get to No, no, it's already on I, I put it on the queue at least. It's uh, not like Route six sixty six where it just went unadded. The cracks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well... But thanks for the voicemail. Thank you. Um, and thank you for identifying, having the confidence to identify right. yourself on, on this podcast. And expose yourself to <laughs> the thousands of... The mystery is over. Yeah. Still going to call you Mystery Girl. Fair enough. It's easier that way. It's fun. So... So, there has been some correspondence with a certain gentleman in the... 
There has been. Man, this is an awesome subject. I don't even, I don't know that there's a lead-in good enough for this. Probably not. I don't think there is. Well, we, we've talked about Kurt, a.k.a. The Rock, a.k.a. the guy The Rock wants to be right. in Bangkok. And we've heard yeah. his voicemails. Right. But now we have physical goods sent to the Banff cast. Directly from Bangkok, which is amazing. From the embassy, actually. Yes. Yes. My, oh my. Uh, I wish it came in a diplomatic pouch, <laughs> but it did not. Uh, we would actually, it would have been amazing because you have to like send a diplomatic courier with a diplomatic pouch. That would have yes. been the most amazing thing Would, would I have had to sign for it? or Probably. Yes. Stuff for it? Yeah. So I, I could get to the door and I could just shut the door and be like, it's just been revoked. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 You have to shoot him in the head when you do that. I don't want to do that. But it, then you but don't the get courier to anyone's have, diplomatic immunity. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if the courier has diplomatic immunity. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. The pouch does. Anyway. Kurt okay. sent us a, a quite the goodie bag here. Um, we are going to post pictures as we, we promised we would do of other things. So we're going to make a, a, a Kurt focused post and just yeah, include And it will include the, the first photo he sent us. Yeah. And I'll go ahead and copy the, the emails, you know, up until anything that, you know, shouldn't be copied. But yeah. Uh, first off, in the back, in the box, we got uh, two different pamphlets about the uh, the the DSS, basically. Yeah, the diplomatic security. diplomatic security service. I do want to find out what they actually do. Uh, aside you can, from drive, they've got a website. Here's a pamphlet, sir. Ha- yeah, maybe you read- should read this uh, brochure. Oh, or maybe you could read the diplomatic security 2009 year in review. Diplomatic security and you. See they. Protect diplomatic something like interests. something like this would have shown up at my door. With yes, a, the diplomatic pouches pouch. uh, tape. There yeah. is a diplomatic pouch in there. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, okay. So there's there's that. Um, Fun fact: a diplomatic pouch doesn't have to be a pouch. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> the Welcome. more you know. <laughs> do, 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 do. Welcome to the diplomatic pouch cast. <laughs> uh, okay, and then so uh, top or uh, you know rounding out the uh, diplomatic security service uh, paraphernalia, we each got a. Uh, a diplomatic security service badge. Uh-huh. Special agent. Special agent badge. They're 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 nice. Some people I think these are what what some people call challenge coins. Okay. Um are they? Yeah, I think I, I think. I don't know, it's pretty um, awesome looking whatever. But they're it is. like they're really thick, double-sided, enameled. Uh I, I don't know if they're brass or what, but they're stamped out in the in the shape of a shield. Mm-hmm. And they've got some stuff front and back. They're pretty awesome. And this um, is specifically the regional security office of Bangkok because it has an elephant on it. Right. Which we'll get to elephants in a minute. Yes. And then we each got... We each got a, a Department of State Diplomatic Security Service Special Agent Travel Coffee Mug. Yes, thermal mug. AKA the best coffee mug right. in existence and this is right what, now. This is the only thing I've consumed coffee out of since I got it. Let me just say, I don't drink coffee, but this is the first personal item that went to my desk at my new job. It's the only nice. thing sitting on my desk that's actually mine and not company. I won't leave it on my desk. And see, oh. it's I, too precious. I wanted to leave it here to use as like my hey, I'm putting my drink in this cup mm-hmm. for each podcast. But I like coffee, so I'm using that damn thing. Yeah, I, I don't drink coffee. <laughs> I'm using either. it all the time, man. Yeah. For the first time since I started working at my current job, which is six years ago, I actually brought my own coffee to work. <laughs> And I brought it in my DSS mug. So thanks, Kurt. Yeah. That day was actually way better than it should have been. I just sit that on my desk and, you know, someone sits down in my chair. I just turn it around. <laughs> turn it towards them like... Special agent motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Can you smell what The Rock is drinking? It's probably coffee. Yep. So, so you know um, I like my he coffee gave us first. additional... Like, the cornucopia of good stuff doesn't end there, No, no, folks. no, no, no we're not, not. Then, uh... I guess we'll go on. Well, okay. He said he was he had copies of of, of Aztec Rex, so mm-hmm. he said he had spare copies. So we obtained one. Uh, we're hoping we're going to be able to play it because this is it's an a actual region three. This DVD. is a region three, which sometimes means region zero, depending on how it was made. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, all in Thai copy of uh, Aztec Rex. I'm I'm sure you that know. cover is amazing. It, yeah, it looks. Pretty fucking amazing. Yeah, I, the cover cover alone. I mean, <laughs> if we have Rex. to acquire the movie other than this, this is just nice to have. Yeah, we'll just take the disc out yeah, and put it somewhere yeah, else and exactly. put it. Exactly. Yeah, it yeah. needs to go on the shelf right now. Right, right. Uh, okay, and then uh, then we have. Um, I don't know what you would call these. It's a, a frog, a noisemaker frog thing. 
Yeah, it, uh, apparently it's not it's not unique to uh, to Thailand. I mean, they have these like down in the Bahamas and stuff in different forms. Yeah, but yeah it's, it's a little a, wooden frog with a hollowed out, like hollowed out, and it's got ridges on its back, and it's got a stick in its mouth. You uh-huh. pull out the stick, you rub, and you rub the stick across the ridges on its back, and, and it, it makes a frog noise. Sounds like a frog. I had no idea until BJ explained that to me. Yep. Yeah, one of our first we were theorizing it might be like some kind of cigarette rolling device because that's kind of what the <laughs> stick looks like. Yeah. yeah. And like I, I walked in here the next day after after uh, Mackie and Harlow had already uh, pawed through the prizes, and uh, Harlow was like, "Do you know what this is?" No, no, I knew by then. Oh, yeah, I, you I, knew by I, yeah, yeah. And you're like, yes, "Do you know what this is?" It. And I'm like, uh, yeah, "Yeah, it does this." So you're gonna have to tell us when you've spent time in Thailand and exactly what happened there. Okay, so anyway, you're not getting that story. Uh, then we are on to the elephant paraphernalia because, yes. as you know, God. elephants it are elephants end. are big in Thailand. I mean, if you've seen Tony Jaws, the protector, yeah, oh yes, it, you know this is <laughs> the elephants, protector should explain. Yeah, it all elephants to you. are a big deal there. That's why it's on the flag and the emblem and everything. So first off, and I don't know the story behind this other than it's kind of weird and interesting. But there's a purple stuffed elephant inside of. Sealed inside of a very interesting cellophane bag. Mm-hmm. Cellophane, that's the word I've been looking for yeah. to describe that. So, yeah, it's I, I, it's just, we haven't taken it out of the bag. It's just, we kind of like the elephant in the bag. Yeah, and it's like iridescent, sort of, not quite iridescent, but close enough yeah. uh, purple. It's weird. It's got a handle. Mm-hmm. It's just very strange. And then we have... Uh, what I'm handling right now, which is a 100% silk handmade, made in Thailand... Tie. It's like a. It's a tie tie. It's a tie tie. Uh, you have to tie your tie tie tight. Um, you just blew my mind. Yes, and it's got little embroidered elephants all over it. It's like navy blue. It's actually kind of nice looking when you take it out tie. of the. It is a nice looking tie. Taking it out of the bag there or box. If I worked but, in uh, a in a classy place like the diplomatic security service, I'd wear the crap out of yeah, these I ties. Would, where I'd probably had to wear a tie. I'd elephants. go into the market and drop like a thousand baht on ties. And get like eighty ties, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yep. And Maybe the piece, then the piece de la resistance of the elephant paraphernalia is we haven't quite figured it out, but this is this is heavy. I mean, this is I don't know if it's carved or resin. We we haven't quite figured it out. It, but it's uh, kind of looks like carved wood. Yeah, it kind of does, and it's it kind of looks like two elephants having sex. It is, it is two elephants fucking. It is two elephants fucking. And <laughs> and yep. Yeah. Can it's, I can I remake my joke? He's like, that elephant's giving her something she'll never forget. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, elephant jokes. He is putting his junk in her trunk. <laughs> no, wait. Uh, <laughs> she, well, he's quite. hoping she'll put her trunk in his junk. <laughs> or something like that. That really, I, 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 gotta, I gotta admit, the elephant fucking statue really classes up the place. <laughs> it really it does. does. It really I, ties the room together. <laughs> that fucking elephant statue <laughs> is amazing. That fucking elephant statue. <laughs> I, you know, I... I almost kind of understand, like, elephants are a big deal, and elephants procreating, I guess, is a wonderful thing. And maybe, a. maybe lucky, and I don't know. It's just amazing to behold. <laughs> and you beholding it right now. <laughs> I'm beholding <Yeah>. it. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I, I don't, I, you would never see something like this here in the States, I don't think. No, it would just nope. be pigs, and it would say, making bacon. Yeah, that's about it. It wouldn't be this like, and it seems like it's lovingly done. They're not like you know grotesquely <laughs> fucking. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> they're making love. He's gently, gently resting his trunk on her head as yeah. he rams it home. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we just got banned in Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> we love elephants. We do. Apparently, elephants we love, love each other they, too. How they gracefully fuck each other. Woo. <laughs> 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 All right. So yeah, also, also, like I said, there, I'm going to try to compose a a uh, a nice Kurt spread. Kurt centric, yeah. Kurt centric. Yeah. Uh, we also got an, yeah, an yeah, another email. email from him. Um, apparently, we are now big in Thailand. Um, sure. At least big in the Irish pubs in Thailand. <laughs> which, which, which is I'm just amazed Thai that I'm, no, yeah. I'm just amazed that Thai pub or Thai, that Irish pubs ex- exist in Thailand. I mean, yeah, it's oh yeah, yeah, sure. it's it's weird. I I. Did a little research into it because I, I had to know about this Irish pub in Thailand, and um, I would totally hang out at this dude, place. It looks amazing inside. Like I, I, I don't at, blame they him pictures. for going there every night. Yeah, and with you know with waitresses like that, 
Good on you, man. Keep it up. Yep. <laughs> anyway, keeping up the American end. Over long there story short, like I said, I will I will reproduce this email for the post. Um, he was listening, apparently listening to us in this pub, and the waitresses were curious why, and apparently they listened for a little bit and like somebody's voice. Yeah, well, one I'm, of us has a soft voice. It's gotta be me. He assumes it's me. It's gotta be me. I don't think so. It's probably BJ. It's gotta be me. I don't know. BJ is the more dulcet of the two of us. Yeah, but you're softer. Like I'm a lower register. No, no. I just mean you come across lower on the whatever. Uh, You and your editing. Oh, quieter. Yes, quieter. quieter. That's that's. I don't know soft. What soft is? I bring the quiet. I don't know soft like this or not. You know, I don't know what kind of soft we mean. Are you saying I sound like that? No, I'm just saying we don't know what. Yes, I am. I'm saying you sound like a girl. Yeah. We don't exactly know what, what they mean you, by man. soft. This is why I have to sit on the table all by myself. Yes. On the side. You're yep. Lame. So. Right. Anyhow, Kurt is our uh, our current super fan. He's, so our, he's our American if you'd like hero. To, yeah, if you'd I like gotta to try say, to top Kurt super fanning. Other um, fans are on notice. This is tough to top, <laughs> man. <laughs> Where, yeah. I mean. <laughs> they, they, but Kurt, thank you so much, yes, dude. Yes, thank you. This yeah. is really. This has provided us with unending amounts of you, enjoyment. You made our week. Yeah, honestly, I, I started to email him back, and I feel kind of bad that I haven't, but I just wanted to do it on, on you know here. I, I wanted to So we could recommend well, yeah, at I least to email him right now and just say, hey, yeah. don't worry. Yeah, you're you're yeah, on the yeah. next podcast. I should, yeah, just keep it short and sweet, because I don't, you know, he should, probably knows that it's gotten here by now, so. Yeah. Oh, he's been tracking the diplomatic <laughs> pouch. Yeah. Maybe it's inside. He actually he's has... actually, it, there's something inside the badge. Yes. He's no, it's inside the us. elephant's bucket. It's in the fucking <laughs> elephant statue. It is. Hey, Kurt. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, speaking of elephants, fucking. All was, right. I watched Pirates of the Caribbean 4 on Stranger mm, Tides. How is that? I'm just trying to figure out how that has anything to do with elephants. I don't fucking. know. I just enjoyed terrible segues. Okay. That's all. But yeah, I saw that with my girlfriend on Friday night. Mm-hmm. We tried to get to the 9 o'clock show, got there at 8.45, and the dude at the counter's like, you're going to want to go to the 9.40 show. And we're like, why? And he's like, because there's basically only seats way up in the front row left. I was like, wow, that many people want to see Pirates of the Caribbean? And yes, we went to the 9.40 show, and that was packed out as well. Wow. Yeah. Non-3D, luckily, because I'm over 3D, as most people who have listened to this know. Yeah, it's um, it's a long pirates movie. They traded the incoherent plot of two and three for a coherent plot, but not nearly as much fun stuff as in was either of those. Yay! You Is know, it what's good? Good-ish. Should I bother I when it comes to home video? Because there's no way in fuck I'm going to the theater. There are pieces. It, it's like <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like it feels like a sequel where. They just didn't have as much of a budget as the previous ones, kind of. Okay. I'm trying to think of examples in movie history that have gone that way. But I can't really, none really come to mind. But it's kind of like, if you can imagine, like, because three, you had, okay, here's the damn Kraken. There's a giant whirlpool. There's like, it gets big in scale, whereas this one never even gets close to that. Okay. It's kind of like, it feels like it's scaled way back. And that's like one of those movies, like the plot stay or the um, budget stay the same, but it probably went to actors. Instead, <laughs> um, yeah, you could yeah. say that because Johnny Depp, he's the same character. Yeah, he probably got like forty million or something stupid. Play. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeffrey Rush is pretty awesome. Like that's probably one of my favorite characters that he does because he just like chews that shit up. Um, otherwise, Ian McShane, he's kind of he's good, but he's not as good as I was hoping he would be. Okay, and Penelope Cruz is Penelope Cruz. Mm-hmm. She's all right, I guess. Sure. Kind like, of annoying. Kind of. I don't know. It's just it's it's just weird because so, uh, like a lot of it gets better in the second half. I will say that because the first half is kind of a lot of setup, a lot of you know, oh, here's why you're going here, here's why they're going there and there's just not much going on uh, I and can... some of the action scenes early on are just kind of not all that much fun. I can possibly clue you into some to something on a couple of those notes. Um, Oren Aviv, Disney's head of production, yeah, um, actually said that they wanted to scale it down, scale it down a bit, yeah, um, well, from did. the from the big 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 movies, and also he said that they, uh, he said he hopefully that this would hopefully be the first of another trilogy. Of course, so, he does. Oh, 
boy. So everybody loves trilogy. There's don't there's they? an idea of what what they're probably shooting for with this movie. Yeah, it's just it's I don't know. It's just not really all that exciting throughout, and it's tough to really care too much about all the characters are in there because I can't really name anyone other than you know Jack and Blackbeard and Barbosa, and that's kind of it. Okay. So it's kind of... I, I can't really recommend it. I don't think you have to. I think the entire world went to see it this weekend already. Yeah, that made more than Fast Five. Yeah. It's amazing. It like I think worldwide it made something crazy like $400 million just in the first weekend. Like yeah, worldwide. It's just... Uh, that whole series, it's, it's like... Maybe it's just not my thing, but I can't... I should like all those movies more than I do. I really should, and I can't figure out why I don't. Because the first one's good, and then they didn't bother to write the other two. But honestly, the first one, it's okay, but I don't think it's great by any means. I don't. I wouldn't say it's great. It's just it's really fun. Like it's just it's a throwback to like yeah, this is fun. It's not yeah, going to make you think. One, it's just this one does not feel fun. Yeah, I mean for I mean other in you know Raiders of the Lost Ark aside, I mean if you look at the other like Temple of Doom and and Last Crusade. They're not overly complex stories. They're just solid. They're fun. I mean, Raiders of the Lost Ark is like a well-written film. Oh, yeah. Know? And then the other two are just like, this is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like and I said, they, I'm not even counting four. So to say yeah, the other two, it's this like... This one, the set pieces just aren't yeah. that great. Yeah. And then there's a big... I, I won't even get into... No, I don't even want to spoil anything. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying that there, it, there's, there's, there's something just, to be said it, about movies that are just fun. You yeah. Don't have to be, and this one... There's bits no, and really flashes of it. There's bits and pieces of it here and there, but it's just so damn long because yeah. it's two hours and 20 minutes. And it's like, come on, guys. Like, you really could have told the story in an hour and 45. Yeah. But for whatever I, reason. And apparently that's the shortest one. I didn't even realize that. That's the shortest of the four movies. Really? At two hours and 20 minutes. Ouch. So, guys, learn that freaking edit. But I am glad I didn't see it in 3D because there are scenes on Blackbeard's boat where the whole screen is just black and orange. Like it's all like torchlit people in the dead of night. And it's just like, God. Probably would have been black and black in yeah, 3D. It's like get to daytime already. <laughs> but I yeah. just can't imagine wearing polarized filters and trying to watch that. Well, There'd you, be no detail on anything. Did you read that thing today that kind of went around the internet? Yes. Oh, about the, about the 2D projector. 2D digital I was in a theater that was not a 3D. Like we were, it was, was because it like we a, took the later show, they yeah. shoved us way off to one of the side ones. So, so it was a like smaller a digital screen. screen? Maybe it was, like it was a digital screen, but it was not like a 3D. It's not their big 3D theater. Well, I, I think they're saying that. Well, I, I thought I they know. said that the 3D projectors made 2D movies 80% darker. I think they were just saying that they were talking about putting those lenses on digital projectors in general and, leaving and then them leaving on. them on. Oh. Yeah, it's the polarizing thing on the front of it. Yeah, basically, they said you can test it in your own theater. I read this. This was uh, getting technical. This was more like on Slashdot kind of news, not mm-hmm. the like, oh my God, movies are dim everywhere. And they said one of the things you can do is. Uh, Walk off to the side, or you know, if it's hard to do when you're sitting directly in the middle, but they said mm-hmm. if you're sitting at the side at all, look up towards the beam, and if you can see two beams, they're doing it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. it's got the filter on because you, you know, on a two D movie, you should only see one beam yeah. coming out. Of I there. mean, the daylight, the daytime scenes looked great. Okay, so I don't, I really don't think it was any of that. I, should we even explain? Probably everyone's read about this, but yeah, basically that digital projection, they're leaving the three D polarization filter on even for two D stuff, which as people who don't like 3D, like Christopher Nolan and other people who have said, I'm specifically not shooting in 3D because I want my movies to be bright. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's the problem. Or at with least 3D. have the yeah, contrast. Have the contrast is because yeah, when, you, yeah, when you go 3D, you can't do that. Other, so. Same with Dr. Jones. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I will say uh, my girlfriend liked it. She didn't love it as much as the first one, but she liked it. And I just, eh. It, I was kind of bored by it, I hate to say. Yeah, well, so I was bored by the second two. <laughs> Incredibly, I like the third one a little bit better than the second one because the second one was just an incoherent mess. At least the third one. Maybe, I actually like the second one more than the third one. Well, maybe the third but... one was just so fucking crazy that it broke my brain that I forgot that there wasn't a plot. You know, like the yeah. second one just seemed like there was no plot and not a lot happened. Yeah, <laughs> and this one, this one, it was like when I came out of the theater, I was like, that wasn't that wasn't too bad. Okay, but the more I think about it now, the more I'm like. Man, that movie really fucking dragged, didn't it? You know, it's it's one of those where the 
a lot of movies I think went back on it more. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of like that better. Like, like Sucker Punch, even though I don't think that's good at all. I ended up, well, the more I thought back on it, I liked it more than I did directly walking out of the theater. Okay. Whereas this is the opposite. Yeah. Whereas I, I, I liked it more walking out and the more I thought about it, I'm like, fuck that. See, it's weird. I'm actually really, really looking forward to seeing Sucker Punch again on, on home video. Well, I said the Blu-ray is the R-rated cut with 18 more minutes. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. it. That Yeah, like I said, that one will play better on home video, but. Yeah, I just, I, it's kind of, it was disappointing, but hey, I guess enough people saw it and hopefully liked it. That, okay. That people get another Pirates and it'll be another two and a half hours of Ooh, whatever. piratey goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the thing about it is it's like Jack Sparrow is like the main focus of the movie throughout this time. And they don't really develop anyone else around him. So that's why I kind of, I think it doesn't work for me. He's one of those characters. He's kind of like the Kramer. Or he works better as a side character who's not like the guy driving everything forward. Sure, yeah. And so I think that's why it didn't He's work. He's the much ultimate wacky neighbor, Jack yeah. Sparrow. Well, it is that kind of <laughs> oh, thing. Oh, no. <laughs> this, God, no. <laughs> this summer, it's Jack Tripper and Jack Sparrow. <laughs> God. All right. Uh, so yeah. you guys saw stuff. Yeah, but no, but no. Well, uh, let me see what I want to ask. You guys saw quick. not as can, new stuff. I can, well, I have, two, I have two things. So let me, let me, let me, get, let me get one out so then we can. Okay, so you're mine's not that important. So I was just gonna say, mine's. I have one very quick one. Very important, BJ. I mean, obviously it's important, but it's a very important movie. But uh, I just want to throw in my two cents about the mechanic we were talking about. Oh, the mechanic. Yes, the mechanic. I really, really enjoyed that movie up until the very, very end. The ending is just kind of. Is that that's the first time you'd seen that? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's just not the way I would. uh, It's not the way I would have wanted to end something like that, where it's. It just seems like a hurry up ending slash maybe we'll open this up for a sequel. It, it's just it's weird. Like I smelled some reshoots. Yeah, it just doesn't feel right to the rest of the tone of the movie. And the other thing is, is like it also has firmly established me in the I don't know if I like Ben Foster as an actor camp. Mm-hmm. Um, as as we were talking my about earlier, theory, yeah. Is my, that, my theory was that he always plays kind of assholeish unlikable characters yeah and so maybe but he to, plays them so damn well yeah. <laughs> maybe to that end he's actually a really good actor and that's what i think i've come to the realization is like maybe i really do like him because i dislike him so much in movies yeah but i'll say this the man smokes like a fucking pro <laughs> the man can smoke a cigarette and make yeah, it look cool he does not fake smoke i don't remember who's i you know the 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 drug related question movies that make you want to do things yeah Watching Ben Foster smokes would make anybody want to smoke. So, whomever was uh, saying they quit smoking and doesn't want to be tempted, don't watch the mechanic or anything with him smoking mm-hmm. in it because dude smokes like a pro. But, yeah. but you definitely all. liked the movie. I liked it. Yeah, like I, I enjoyed the tone. Like I said, I just I, I love the way it started, and I, I like the middle. Everything is just like right towards the end. It was like okay, kind of lost me just a little bit. Yeah, like I didn't hate it. It just was like oh, that's that's a weird way to end this. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's all I had to say. So, BJ, BJ, what did you see? I was chilling out, had nothing better to do, and I was flipping through my um, my Netflix instant queue, and I still had Die Hard on there. From I had meant to watch it around Christmas time, and uh, I just hadn't gotten around to it. I'm like, Die Hard? I'm not doing anything on a Saturday afternoon. I'm going to watch Die Hard. So I did, and it was great. Die Hard kind of rules. It is kind of friggin awesome like i i think i mentioned it on twitter or mentioned it to somebody that die hard just it it doesn't get old it's just really good this is why i watch it every year it's a you can watch it almost any time um yeah man yeah mctiernan is so so good so much good stuff in that movie i wish he was still like making good movies yeah it's kind of a shame yeah it is yeah, and a, a friend of mine had wanted me to uh, think about being Hans Gruber for Halloween this year, uh, since I had just trimmed my beard up and my hair was kind of about the right length. So I was also doing a little character research just in case I decided. You to are go kind with of Gruberish right now. A little bit. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, just a little bit, but so well, you need you need to learn the shoot the glass line, like the, what the German line, and then say shoot the glass. That's what you need to work on. Yeah. Well, there's also the. Yippee Kaye, motherfucker! 
Yeah. It's just motherfucker. Well, I'm just thinking if you're going to be at a party, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you walk around, shoot the glass. Quick <laughs> 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 shots. Mm-hmm. Nice. Man, hard to believe that movie's 23 years old, isn't it? Jeez. Yeah. What an amazing 23-year-old movie. Uh, Okay, one other quick one that I watched. I I almost forgot that I did, but Mm -hmm. I have to comment on one of our comments. Back when uh, Green Cap drinks, uh, email about nudity in movies, like our first exposure to it and things Mm -hmm. like that, he mentioned uh, Swamp Thing. Guess what I watched? Swamp Swamp Thing. Thing! And I'm thinking, unless I wasn't quite hearing him right... There is no nudity in that movie. There's not even remotely close to nudity in that movie. I think there are different edits of it. Are there? Okay, maybe... There are different edits of the movie. Okay, well, the one that's on Netflix is apparently the super uber PG version. Because I I was just like... I I, That was the thing. Is like, I'm watching this. I'm like, not only is it like not anywhere close, I'm just like, I don't even know where they would shoehorn it into the movie. Like, it wouldn't... It just wouldn't make sense at any point in the movie. So, I... I don't know. I don't. I just didn't know if he was misremembering. Maybe he. I'm sure he will vehemently correct me if I'm wrong about <laughs> versions of that movie. But uh, yeah. yeah interesting. Uh, I'm just going to read you off IMDb alternate versions. Okay. The recent DVD release by MGM features some additional shots of nudity. Oh. When Adrian ah. Barbeau takes a bath in the swamp, you can only see a side shot of her breasts. Now you can see some extra seconds of full-on breast shots. At the beginning of the party scene, Bruno's big comeuppance. Two dancing gypsy women take off their clothes. This footage was not included in previous video and Laserdisc releases. Yeah, well, there must be like a super PG version. Were those in the the theatrical release then? I don't know. Yeah, I'm just saying like there's like no bath anything in the version I saw. Like no side boob, no nothing. Like she is completely and totally fully clothed the whole movie. Like it, that's what I'm saying. It didn't. It didn't even make sense because most of the whole movie is people running. <laughs> so I just like to stop and take a bath at some point would be very strange. But sorry, dude. Just saying, it's it's a movie. So in other words, don't watch Swamp Thing on Netflix. Uh, yeah, I just you know honestly, I never sat down and watched that movie all the way through. And um, part of me was like, you know what, I, I my quest in life is to have seen at least every major comic book movie mm-hmm. that's ever been made. So I was like, there's one I haven't done. Let's do that. And that was my line of thinking. Well, there you go. You're yeah. almost there, aren't you? I, I'm i sure there's some others. I mean, there's definitely some, the B-list movies out there. Like I haven't seen Hasselhoff's Nick, Nick Fury and things like that, but, and I'm sure there's some others out there. Do you have any, um, Updo- AFI updates? Uh no, I should probably get on that. It is uh it is approaching midway through the year. I need to it watch is. another one. Mm-hmm. How many do you have left at this point? Uh, it's probably still around twenty. That's not bad. Twenty thirty between twenty and thirty. Yeah, there's some of them that are going to be kind of painful too because they're really goddamn long. But yeah, you've got time. You I can have do it. lots of time. Obviously, yeah, Lawrence of Arabia. It's not that bad. Yeah. Speaking of time, what should people do with their free time, BJ? They should contact us and check out our websites and our Twitters and our Facebooks and give us phone calls. And yeah. I can tell them where they can do all of that. Well, wait. When they call, since we're going with a theme here, mm-hmm. we should get some 1982 recommendations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and if you have or a, future ones. Yeah, too. or future ones, too. But Stop by the website, www.bmfcast.com. We post pretty much most of everything there. Um, and stay tuned for our uh, Kurt O'Rama post. And you can leave comments on all of our posts and everything and do that whole website thing. Uh, you can also check us out on the Twitters at twitter.com slash bmfcast. Uh, you can friend us or whatever it's called. Follow us. And like. um, No, you don't like people. Oh, on that's Twitter. Facebook. It's Facebook. So Sorry. you can you can uh, follow us on the Twitters. And we tell you all, you know, sort of up to the minute things that we're doing. And if there's kind of any last minute things... That's where we like to put them. Also for meetups and stuff when we do those. Then there's uh, the Facey Bookie, which is facebook.com slash bmfcast. And you can be an active member of the Facebooky Bamfcasty community over there. Uh, you can like us over there and uh, talk to other people and know their real names and stuff. Then there is the iTunes. Uh, and you can search for the BMFcast on iTunes. And you can rate us and review us and subscribe to us. Those things all help get the message out there, and we would appreciate if you would do them. And then 
I think that's it, except for the most important thing that anyone can ever do in their life. That's correct. Right. Like, uh, like Amy did for this week, and like many others have done in the past, give us a call on the Garfield phone, the BMF Cast hotline, 910-556-9263, or 910-5-JOCKS-BMF. Call us, leave us a message, and you can be featured on the podcast. And uh, rest assured, 99.999% of the phone calls that we get, we play on the air. So Sounds good to me. Yes. And I think that's just about everything. I, think I might call in so I can get on. You should. Episode. You should. You should be featured on an episode of the podcast. That'd be awesome. It would be cool. I've always wanted to be on the internet. So I think that's going to wrap it up for this Yes. Week. Let's go forth. Yes. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're going to have a uh, week break after this episode. Uh, so if you want to check out No Quarters, oh, it's yeah. at noquarters.net. I'm going to sign off now. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm The Beach. And this is Bamcast Out. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>